Be prepared to be adaptable as plans you have laid out may take an unexpected course. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissist abuse. Today, I wanted to share with you about the full moon. We have a full moon coming up here on June 14th, 2022. The full moon is the moon at her fullest and ripest, represented by Isis, Celine, and Diana. Amongst others, she is the embodiment of fertility, abundance, and illumination. She is the moon at her most powerfully feminine, and so is the fruit bearer, the one who can encourage any seeds to grow. The full moon can be called upon to give fertility in the fields as well as fertility of the body, and also for safe journeys across water. The most potent time for full moon magic occurs in the three days prior to a full moon and at the actual time of the full moon. This is the second quarter. In full moon ceremonies, the high priestess draws down the energies of a full moon into herself, embodying the great mystery of the feminine by adopting the pentagram position within a sacred circle she has cast. Having drawn down the energies, she can be filled and refreshed so that she has the strength to complete the next cycle of events in her life and the life of her community. Having drawn down the moon, the priestess can call for assistance for others, ask for blessings and healings for those in need, and empower any of her own wishes. The full moon is also well known as a time of moon madness or lunacy from Luna, the moon. The powerful energy of a full moon can trigger such things as epilepsy, as well as increasing the potential for accidents. People vulnerable to the influence of the full moon will feel more emotionally or mentally shaky at this time. And if you have the moon or other planets in, specifically the moon, in the zodiac that it is currently transiting, you will feel it a lot more intensely, right? Um, And so this, just as a reminder, Before all of our advent calendars came about, the moon man watched the cycles and informed the tribe of where the moon was throughout the lunar month, informing members of each phase. There are some really cool animal totems, and certain animals have long and deep links with the moon and have become her totems. In addition to these, any animal linked to moisture, seas, rivers and lakes, such as the frog, toad, or fish, will be pertinent to the moon to some degree. I wanted to take a quick break from the show to just share with you what I am offering and I'm so excited to provide. First off, you can purchase my book on Amazon, Empath and the Narcissist, A Healing Guide for People Pleasers. I am creating a course that I'm so lovingly calling Embracing Your Black Sheep. 
This is something that's near and dear to my heart, and so I can't wait to offer this to you to gain clarity, to heal from the narcissist and toxic abuse, as well as really tuning into yourself and adjusting your expectations, creating healthy boundaries, being able to say no, and really strengthening your own inner autonomy. These are really trying times and it's important that us empaths are strengthened, are supported, and this is the goal of this course. So if you'd like to join the waiting list and sign up today to get the latest news on when it's being released, which I imagine should be around August, sign up in the link in the description in the show notes. The link to the book as well as my merchandise store is also in the link in the show notes. I am raising money through my merchandise to help donate, to raise awareness for common sense gun laws, to stop the heinous free willy-nilly ability to be able to purchase a gun when you're mentally unstable. This needs to end. And so my merch, all of the profits right now are going towards this cause. So go and check out my merch store. There's items for children, journals, shirts, hats, and I'm constantly adding more to be more of a vocal voice in our society for inclusion. Can't wait for you to check those out. I can't wait to hear from you. And now back to the show. Now, the animal totem I wanted to share with you today was or is the cat. So I just wanted to share also the full moon. There are some animal associations here. And the animals associated with the full moon is the bear, the dove, the hare, the cow, cat, frog, wolf, of course, stag. And this here I wanted to share is the cat why the cat well because the wolf is obvious the wolf is just kind of related to lunacy but the cat with the full moon in Sagittarius currently uh, occurring very soon here it um yeah it just really resonated with me I wanted to share it so the cat is an animal that is difficult to get to know right they're very distant they hide a lot they only come out when they want attention or food or they're comfortable they maintain a certain distance and they're very mysterious to us they're also very cuddly and their their purr is just so infectious so yummy the cat is associated with the greek goddess artemis known in roman mythology as diana bast a cat-headed goddess was worshipped by the ancient Egyptians. To hurt or destroy a cat in Egypt was punishable by death, as they were held in such high esteem. The cat has long been known as a familiar to magic practitioners, especially those who work with the lunar magic. In other cultures, too, the mythology of the cat can be seen as important. For example, 
Shasti, the Hindu goddess of childbirth, is depicted riding one, and Freya, the Norse goddess of love and fertility, is shown riding a cat-drawn carriage. The cat, as a symbol of the moon, represents her mystery. During the Christian era, the black cat has been relegated to the realms of witchcraft and sorcery, rather than being seen as a representative of the moon's teaching. Seek cat medicine when you want to improve your psychic abilities or during psychic protection ceremonies. And if you've lost a feline, call on the goddess Bast. She has great influence with feline creatures. So now that the moon is transiting into Sagittarius, I wanted to share with you about Sagittarius, get to know the zodiac a little bit better, and know how this is going to affect you possibly as an empath in dealing with narcissists in your life. Maybe you've blocked all them out, so you get to really enjoy this time without them, but there's still a lot of things going on in the world that are triggering us to bring those energies, those memories, those frustrations and traumas back into our emotional body from that narcissistic abuse, from the upbringing, from the narcissistic patriarchy that exists in the world. So many things. So the Sagittarius moon, these people who have Sagittarius or have the moon in their Sagittarius zodiac in their natal charts, these people are gregarious. They're funny and they're witty and tactless, right? Sagittarius is known for saying something and going, oh, not realizing it was rude. And then everyone's very offended. And um, yes, that's always fun. I have that. Sagittarius is my north. No- uh, my south node is in Sagittarius. So even if you don't have the moon in Sagittarius, you can relate to a lot of what I'm going to read because you all have Sagittarius you know, a planet or a position in Sagittarius is in your chart in some aspect, in your personality traits and in your life. So um, often speaking without thinking, Sagittarians, these people need to learn how to be sociable without putting their foot in their mouth. Sagittarius moons are highly independent and individualistic, right? Sagittarius is about adventures and traveling Um, And they do hold quite a high opinion of their own abilities, which can give them a lot of confidence and or arrogance. So watch out for that. If you're ever questioning, am I the narcissist? It might just be your Sagittarius activating and just being overly confident. So always learn to be humble, yet know that when you have humility and confidence, you can do many things and you're healthy. You're not a narcissist. If you have empathy and you care for other people, then you are not a narcissist. So you do not need to question if the narcissist is convincing you that you are the problem and you are the narcissist. That's just their gaslighting you. Just a side note there. So when the moon is passing through Sagittarius, things may not go according to plan. You know, all the best laid out plans get, you know, diverted. They get shaken up. And a little bit of adventure can come along our way. So if you are experiencing this, how do you impasse be adaptable? So think about 
possibility of um, being able to go with the flow. For me, adaptability is probably one of my strongest suits, but that also, I'm sure you can relate, also puts me in a situation where I do things that are people-pleasing and that are not for my best interest, but I go along with it because I want everyone to be happy and I want them to be mad at me. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And it's just a conditioning um, thing that's that's in my chart. And also it could be from your upbringing, you know, again, with this whole patriarchy, societal, authoritarian, this is the way it's black or white, my way or the highway. We're not looking at the different perspectives and seeing humans as real humans, humanity and differences as uh, realistic or reality and thinking that they're evil or they're perverted, then you're not really seeing the other side. So yeah, it makes it makes the child feel very guilty to be needing to do as they say, people please so that they're not judged so harshly as maybe the parents might be judging differences or things outside of themselves. And I'm sure you can relate to that. So how do we be adaptable? Well, you know what I love about the cat? That's why I bring up the cat is that the cat is very adaptable. You know why? Because the cat just doesn't care. He or she doesn't care what you think. Doesn't care if you're sad that you want to hold it or pet it and it doesn't want to be. It just sulks off. It's, it carries itself very in high regard with its tail high and runs or walks away to wherever it wants to go and to whatever it wants to do. This is a great uh, illustration of not caring what other people think when you're doing what you want to do and what is right for you, more importantly. Removing yourself from toxic situations and path is what's right for you. Not putting yourself in that situation in the first place is also right for you. And drawing boundaries to be able to say, I would like to interact with you in this particular way rather than the way that they want. Because more than likely, the way that they want you to interact with them is enmeshed, is unhealthy. It blurs the lines between who you are and who they are. And all of a sudden, you find yourself saying things that you never would have said if you weren't around them. Feeling things, not so much feeling things, but doing things that you would never do if you're around them. And this may be a consequence towards your own children if they're around you. And you start to talk derogatorily towards them when you normally wouldn't at home. That's something that you're shape-shifting. You're taking on to try and fit into the clan, to please the other person. And it's toxic because that's the culture that possibly your family or friends or a loved one has created. Like, oh, well, I only accept you if you're really harsh and callous like I am or if you think like I do and you're very judgmental. So how do we adapt and still hold our integrity? Well, the first thing you need to do is mentally guard your mind and then guard your body and heart because a lot of this is subconscious. So when you're around them, your body reacts very, and it kind of takes over your brain, if you will. So it is with repetition of doing 
the right thing in discipline and integrity to be able to block that automatic response when you're around them. It may take being the brave person and saying the uncomfortable thing like, wow, that's a really harsh judgmental statement you just said, I'm offended. Those people have feelings too. They are humans too, right? And then of course they're gonna put you down. They're gonna diminish what you just said. And then you get to make a choice. You get to make a choice and say, you know what? I'm gonna let it slide and stay here and put up with it. Or you're gonna say, this is not the conversation I wanna have anymore. Um, you know what? Look at my watch. I have to leave in five minutes. Or you say, you can stop saying those comments like that and I'll stay. But if you continue to say them and you're, you don't stop, then I'm gonna have to leave. Because think of just yourself, you need to leave. But then think of if you have children with you, you don't want them picking up on that. You don't want them thinking that that's okay and laughing, right? So you have other people other than yourself to think about. And if it is just yourself, you have your inner child to think about. Stop putting yourself in that fight or flight mode. So adaptability is good to kind of go along with different plans. So maybe this adaptability is being aloof like the cat and saying, you know what? I normally would do this, but I need to adapt and I need to change and not go with the flow. Maybe this adaptability is, you know what? I really want to get together. Everyone's getting together, right? Like COVID cases are at its highest, five times higher, but everyone's so exhausted from it. You're not wearing masks going out. We're not, you know, being extra careful. We're not washing our hands as often, whatever it is, right? We're exhausted. However, the infection rate is the highest it's ever been as well because of so many different reasons. So you may think, you know, be adaptable and have something planned like, oh, I'm so excited to get together for this, um, you know, fun summer, you know, summer is out, let's go to the pool or let's go to somewhere fun, let's take a vacation. But you need to be adaptable. I mean, flights can change, right? Flights can be canceled. I'm seeing it all the time. Um, you may feel like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. Like the other day, I wanted to go to a different mall versus one mall because I just didn't feel intuitively like there was a right thing to do to put myself and my kids in that scenario. That particular mall is in a city where last time I went to the mall a week ago, no one was wearing masks except for all of the workers. And for me, you know, we wear masks inside still. I know a lot of people don't, but we're still careful. And I think that's important to do given the infection rate I just talked about. So I felt bad, like all of these consumers were not wearing masks and all of the workers there were being put at risk and still knowing the risk and wearing masks. And there were so many other little things in my intuition said, you know what, we shouldn't go down there. And it's inside versus an outside mall. Like find your way to be adaptable and say, hey, I'd really love to get together with you, but let's go somewhere outside. Knowing that that particular person probably will not agree to wearing a mask if you guys hang out inside. And so you have to go along with what's comfortable for you, what makes sense. And for me still, I see, you know, when people get up close to my kids or me and we don't have masks on, it's like, it's still very irking because it's not gone and people are being very flippant about it and not responsible. So there's one way to be adaptable. 
change your plans according to your comfort zone. I don't ever ignore that stuff with so much going on in the world. So be adaptable to change for your good, right? Be adaptable to change, to be aloof and say, you know what? I don't care what they say about me. I'm going to wag my high tail like a cat and I'm just going to keep my head high and I'm going to do what feels and I know my intuition is telling me that is right for me, my family, and myself. And you will feel in your body like you're missing out. You will feel so awful that you're choosing to do this, right? It's like, why am I so crazy? Why am I choosing to do this? I'm missing out. But trust me, if it's a toxic situation already, you're not missing out on much. So don't worry about what you're missing out on and create the party where you are right now. Sagittarians are partiers. They love adventures. So with this full moon, feel the depth and the expansion of being able to create a party where you are right where you're at. You're all by yourself. You literally could have your own dance party with unabashedly flailing around and having so much fun. And then you can, you know, go take a nice bubble bath, do all your rituals. Um, This is the time during the full moon, the three days before, where you journal all of this intense emotion out and you journal and you burn and transmute it to the universe to allow yourself to level up, to grow. So how to be adaptable is to be like the cat. Think like the cat. And the biggest thing for us empaths, the biggest hurdle for us to get over is caring what other people think. So how to be adaptable? Do what feels right with your intuition. Allow yourself to change plans. Do not care what other people think. And have your own party in your own house or with your own mini family, right? Excluding your extended family. Have your own party all by yourself. Do what feels right for you. And this is how you can adapt and change and go with the flow with this adventurous full moon in Sagittarius. I hope that this has helped. The moon is something I'm very, very um, passionate about. I really enjoy um, looking to her, studying her more and more, and I'll be sharing more about you know each new and full moon here on the podcast. I was doing energy updates, but it was just a lot of work and took a lot of time, and I couldn't keep it up. I'm not an astrologer, so I thought, why am I trying to keep up to be an astrologer? But I do love the moon, so I will be bringing you this information about the moon um, as much as I can. I'll put it that way. So be, be mindful. Guard your hearts. Guard your minds. Don't care. <laughs> Carry your head up high. Know that you're doing the right thing for yourself. You're healing for yourself. You're healing for your children. And when you focus on the now and your healing of yourself, you are changing things. You can't fix the past. You can't fix even your own family or parents, right? You can't fix them because they're set in their ways. If they wanted to change, they would be on the same healing journey as you, but they're not. We're all on different journeys. And if they also wanted to change, they would reach out and have conversations and go to therapy with you and do the change. But if they don't, then they won't. So don't try and be so fixated on 
they're not, right? Focus on yourself, what you can control, changing your generational patterns, changing your mental health, self-developing you and healing your wounds, your inner child, investing in all of those through all the exercises that I have on the YouTube Raven Scott Show playlist, all the meditations, the inner child healing, some journaling, everything that's from my book, the exercises. I've done my best to put almost all of them up on the meditation playlist. That's what you can do. You can invest in yourself because when you invest in yourself, you are investing in the future because you are the change that is happening. So if you're hopeless about what's going on collectively, you're stressed out, you're frustrated, every single one of us, as we change, we're changing for the future generations. I have hope that our children are not going to put up with this systemic narcissism as we are because we still have these wounds, these childhood things, you know, oh, it just is what it is, it's the way. They're so much more evolved, they, they get it. So I know that there will be a lot more change to come, but we should still set them up for success. There shouldn't be huge barriers. So let's start doing it now collectively, one by one. And yes, you know what, the other side has a lot of time that they've planned this out because they've seen for so long, you know, since probably the 60s, 70s, that they don't like the way that this is going and it's not as conservative or structured or hell or heaven oriented, right? Or the way that their Bible is showing the rules, right? So it's okay. It's not going to happen right away, but we do need to take the action, um, heal ourselves, elevate the collective individually in order for all of this to shift for the better for our children and set them up for success. Oh, that was my long outro. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate and review this podcast, to take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag me at The Raven Scott Show. And uh, remember, always keep your unique light shiny. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches